This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Today we're going to talk about five tips for tagging out this deer season. Ways to help you hunt the late season and things that you can do when the hunt is on and other people are in the woods to be successful. And we're going to start with my tag out story. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about five tips for tagging out, using all of your tags, being successful, and ending the season early, hopefully, because you've taken all the deer you can take and you've got a freezer full of happiness. Just this morning, I got done loading uh, the last load of venison in the my freezer from my third deer of the season, which was my last tag that I could that I could take, and uh, just an amazing season, an awesome season, um, and yeah, I wanted to share with you guys the tag out hunt and what happened to, to bring that to pass, and then give you five tips that didn't just help that hunt, but it has helped this season and can help you hunt or finish up your season, especially as you get in towards the latter part of the rifle season and whatever you've got going on there. So the way that it started was this. It was opening day of rifle season here in PA. Now I hunted all archery season, so I had already gotten my buck and I had gotten a doe and I had one more doe tag. And I decided, part of me wasn't even sure if I wanted to go out. Uh, I didn't feel good the night before. I'd kind of decided if I didn't feel better by morning, I wasn't going to go. But I ended up did feeling good in the morning. So I decided to, to just push on through. The weather was going to be good. The wind was going to be perfect. And that was, that was a big one for me. We'll talk more about that in a bit. But I was got in the car. I was driving down there. I pulled down to the, the access road of where I was hunting. And as soon as I pull in, two bucks ran across the access road right in front of me. And I knew, okay, there's deer around. This is a good sign. 
Now, granted, I couldn't take a buck because I've already gotten one, but where there's bucks, there's dough. And so I'm driving down the, the, the access road where I get close to where I'm going to park. There's another buck standing there just in the middle of the night, just standing there hanging out. He puttered off into the woods. So then I park uh, very quietly, walked up, got into my blind, closed the blind up, and I'm there a little before a half, little more than a half hour early before legal shooting hours, which is about when I like to get there. Sometimes I want to get there earlier, but on a day like this, um, that was just the best I was going to manage. So I got in there, sat down, quiet, just waiting for daylight to come. Daylight gets closer, gets closer. Uh, Once we hit legal shooting hours, I'm in my ready position. I'm ready to go. And normally on the first day of rifle season, it's just pop, 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 pop. Just you hear from miles all around, you hear gunshots going off. As soon as, I mean, at the stroke of 748 or 648 or whatever, whatever the time was for legal shooting hours to begin. And there was nothing. And I'm sitting there and there's nothing. And I'm like, this is really weird. Like I've never experienced this before. And I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. And then out of nowhere, I hear a couple turkeys. And I'm like, really? Turkeys? And then I hear some more turkeys and then more turkeys. And I realize I am surrounded by a flock of turkeys in the trees. And they start flying down. I could hear them flying right over top of my blind. And I mean, they are yelping and they are cutting and they are gobbling. And they are just making so much noise. I'm thinking these are going to scare the deer away. It's so loud. And I mean, just turkey noises like I have never heard before. And I'm a turkey hunter. And I'm sitting there like, they must be celebrating that the last day of turkey season was yesterday. Because I can't shoot nothing today. And somehow they must have known that. But I thought, you know what? Where there's turkeys, there's deer. Anytime I see deer, or anytime I see turkeys, deer likely to be close by. And anytime when I'm turkey hunting, I see deer unspooked, I know there could be turkeys close by. Because if one's spooked, the other will be spooked. If one's happy, the other's likely to be happy. So I took it as a good sign. They eventually, after like a half hour, moved away, and I couldn't hear them too much anymore. And then I started to hear some shots in the distance. But it's it's full daylight by this point, and I'm just looking forward to maybe seeing some turkeys. And I hear a couple of shots here and there, but nothing real close. I don't see any deer, and I'm just sitting there. You know, time starts to pass, an hour goes by, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden, I hear a gunshot close, real close, close, so close you want to duck. And I was like, oh my goodness, where was that at? It had to be on the next on the adjacent property. And then I heard a bunch of commotion, and I'm going to tell you, it sounded to me like a deer got shot, ran down the hill from the property next to me, dove into the bushes about 15 feet from my blind, and then just laid down there and died. And I thought, what just happened? But I didn't move because I thought, okay, there's two things going on here. One Maybe this deer is going to walk out in front of me. Maybe it didn't die. Maybe it's hit. Maybe it's not hit. But either way, there's a chance it might walk out in front of me. I don't want to. I don't want to blow that opportunity. And two, maybe this deer is shot. Maybe it is mortally wounded. But I don't want to spook it and cause it to run further and then make this poor guy have to chase it. 
you know, another mile. So I just thought, well, let me just just take it easy. Just be calm. Don't move. But my heart is racing because I'm thinking any second this deer is going to walk out in front of me or this guy is going to walk in behind me. and I'm going to help him drag this deer out because by that point my hunt's probably over. So I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. After like 15 minutes, I didn't hear anything. So I, 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 I pulled down the side of my blind because it was on my, my blind side in the blind and uh, nothing. Couldn't see anything there. Later, I would, I would walk over there to see if I could find any evidence that there had been a deer there and I, I could find no evidence that anything had ever happened. So I get this big question mark in my mind of what is that noise? Maybe an hour later, I hear something to the other side of me, which sounds like a deer walking across the walking across right next to me. I mean, feet away from walking out in front of my blind. And I mean, I'm sitting there. My heart is beating so fast that I'm thinking the deer could hear it. My heart is beating so fast. I mean, I am, you know, just shaking from the anticipation like where's this thing gonna come because it could only be a few feet away and I'm sitting there and I heard the noise and I heard the noise and then the noise stopped and then silence and I mean a half hour goes by an hour goes by nothing I eventually looked out on that side nothing there so I don't know if a deer walked up and just aborted maybe he smelled me I don't know. I was downwind of that spot, though, so it seems unlikely I got I got scented out, but I don't know. Maybe it was a turkey walking by and trying to find his friends. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I, I just I don't want to blow the, my stand-up, right? Don't want to blow the opportunity. You know, I've had a deer walk by, and, and they're gone, and you want to miss the shot, and you want to just throw your, your hat on the ground and storm out. They said, nope, got to be calm. Because the next one could walk out an hour later, and it did. So I just don't want to disturb anything, don't want to do anything crazy. So I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there. And I hear a couple other shots that are relatively close, but nothing real close. And I start seeing across the valley some orange. And it looks like hunters are walking around. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and it's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And I realize there's this guy and his buddy in his backyard at this house on the other side of the valley. And they're just outside doing yard work, wearing orange vests and orange hats because it's hunting season. And I'm downwind from them. And I'm sitting there going, you can't be serious. Who goes outside on the opening day of rifle season and does yard work? I don't care what you're wearing because you're spooking out anything that's close by. And in my case... Their scent is blown straight into me, and even though they're far away, anything between them and me is, is going to be on edge or just totally spooked out. So right around noon, I realize, you know what? This is not working out here. These guys have me scented. There's obviously guys to the right of me on the next property over, so there's no deer coming from that side. And, uh, you know, I'm just not in a good situation. So I decided I'm going to get up. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to see if I can find out what made that noise to the right of me. I'm going to use the restroom. I'm going to get something to eat. I'm not going to drive to a restaurant, but I'm going to get a snack. And uh, I'm going to check the trail cam that I have on the other side of the property to see if there's any action over there. Now, what I'm telling you right now, 
I would not do during buck season or if I was hunting bucks because bucks are a lot more wary. I would not walk around a bunch. I would not go and check cameras. I wouldn't go out and take a, and get a bite of food. And I would, I would sit there until I was done, ready to go, or go to another location, and then I would carefully get out of there. But hunting does a little different. Does are more forgiving. Does live more close to the area. They're not traveling as much, so they're more used to people being around. And you, you can take a few more liberties if you're doe hunting. So I got out, I, I started walking towards, uh, down the property a little bit towards my other, my other, where I had my tree stand that I was maybe going to hunt that day, but didn't because the wind wasn't as good there. And I was going to check that trail camera and I see this little doe, it's maybe a medium sized doe on this little grassy hill, but I see it as it's scampering away from me over the side of the hill and disappears. So I'm thinking, hmm. Okay, that doe's over there. It did not like run or bolt. It just, you know, maybe, I don't know, one or 200 yards away, saw me, scampered away. So I'm thinking I'm going to go around that hill on the other side of the hill and see if I can catch it on the back side of the hill where it's probably hanging out. So I start walking that way, which is also close to where my, my trail cam is. And as I get within, I don't know, 40 yards of my trail camera, I'm going down the hill. I see another doe coming from the opposite direction. And it stops straight in front of me, 40 or 50 yards away, maybe 40. And I just stop dead in my tracks. Uh, I've got the high ground. It's got the low ground. I mean, I stop dead in my tracks. My rifle is shouldered, but it's not raised. Because I only walk with my rifle shouldered. Because if you're in the woods, you're always hunting. And uh, I'm sitting there. I make no sound, no movement, nothing. And the doe sits down. And I'm sitting there like, what? What just happened? It sat down. And there's a little bit of brush there. So when it sat down, I couldn't see it anymore. So I waited for a minute. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to see if I can get a little closer. Maybe I can get a shot at it. So I took two more steps and then the doe stood back up and I could see it much more clearly now because those two steps just brought me over that crest of that hill a little bit more. So I had a better line of view, but its body was obscured by some brush and cover that I just did not want to shoot through because I couldn't see real good through it. So I'm standing there. It looks up at me. It sees me. I've got the rifle up at this point. Crosshairs are on it and uh, I'm just waiting. And it takes two steps forward right into the open, perfect shot, and it stomps its foot, like all defiant-like. I was like, oh, well, we'll have none of that. So I stomp back and let the 308 roar, and I'll tell you what, that deer, it turned, and it just ran away the opposite direction from where it was facing. And there had been another deer with it that I hadn't seen until it started running, and they just ran away straight away from me. And I'm sitting here like, that deer did not look impressed. Like it did not look at all concerned or didn't jump at the shot or didn't hear it hit or anything. It, it felt like I missed the deer. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, this rifle, I have, I have practiced with the 300 yards. This bullet... I mean, we're talking, uh, these are high-grade bullets. I mean, we're talking $1.50 bullets here. That's 30 bucks a box. 
they are not cheap bullets. And I have sighted this thing. I have practiced with this ammo. I have probably shot over... I've shot boxes of this ammo. And, I mean, dialed this thing in. And at that range, even at the lowest power on the scope, it's all deer that's in the scope. Right? It's like you could you could move a couple inches one way or another, but to miss the whole deer, I was like, there's no way. Like, I wasn't really even shaking because all my adrenaline had been used up in the couple incidents that morning, it felt like. I, I sat there, I stood there, I watched them run. So they ran down this hill into the valley, crossed the stream at the bottom of the valley. They run up the hill on the other side of the valley. They run around the top of the hill on the right, and then they kind of double back. They're coming towards me, but they're coming to the right. So they, they sort of went to the right of me, but they're also coming back towards me a little bit. And then some go down the side of that hill, and I heard a bunch of commotion. And it could have just been them panicked running through a bunch of brush. I thought, well, maybe one of them fell, and, you know, which is, was my hope. But I'm trying to figure this thing out. And at the same time, I don't just want to rush over there and run because you, want, you need to give that deer some time to fully expire. Otherwise, you risk pushing them further, especially if it's not a good shot. And I thought maybe it's not a good shot. Uh, but so I, I, I went down to where it looked like I hit it. I can't find anything. No evidence of a hit whatsoever. So I'm looking back up to where I was standing. I'm looking down and I'm thinking maybe it was a little further down. And I, I just could not tell where it was that I had hit it. I couldn't find any evidence. But eventually I found the tracks of them running away. So I thought, oh, no, this is them. They, they scuffed up the leaves on the ground. This is definitely them running away. And then I saw a little bit of blood. And I thought, okay, there's no way I missed and I'm sitting there hoping now, I hope it's not a bad shot. And I see a little more blood, and then I see a lot of blood. And then I followed the blood trail down the valley, crossed the stream. I followed it up the hill on the other side. Then I lost the blood trail. And then I'm only telling you guys this part of the story, because if you're a deer hunter, you need to know about things like this. Because uh, sooner or later, you're going to encounter something that's a little gruesome. And... Uh, you know, there's no there's no sense pretending it doesn't happen because it does. You just need to be aware that things like this can happen and and don't let it throw you too much. Probably would have grossed me out a lot if it hadn't been if it had been my first time. But I, I'd shot a number of deer and I'd seen some gruesome things by this point. Uh, and I don't like gruesome stuff. I do not. But you guys just need to be aware of it. And so I, I looked up and I saw on the side of this tree just this huge blood smear. Like the deer ran up and then like it was trying to turn and either ran into the tree or was scratching itself on the tree. But it couldn't have been scratching itself because it didn't stop. So it looked like it just didn't took the turn too tight or something and just ran into this tree, just grazed the side of the tree. And there was all this blood on this tree. And then there was a piece of lung stuck to the tree. And I was like, oh, that's gross. A piece of the lung was stuck to the tree. I thought, that deer is dead. That deer did not run very far. That deer is close to where I'm standing. There's no way that deer is, you know... When you find part of the deer's lung on a tree, there's no way it went very far. So I started looking down at that point. And I found the direction I thought they ran. I didn't see any more blood. But then, boom, at the bottom of the hill, I see the deer just laying there. So it must have just crumpled, crumbled or tumbled there near the bottom of the hill. 
and that was it. So then I had a, a brutal uphill drag across the swamp, across the stream, up the other hill. But I was happy to do it at that point because I had gotten my deer. I had tagged out all three deer tags, had taken care of that thing. And um, so I had to drag it. I drag it with before I field dressed it because it had run. It, it was probably 15 yards onto the neighbor's property. Nah, maybe a little more than that. Maybe 30 yards. Somewhere between 15 and 30 yards on the neighbor's property at that point. So I wanted to drag it back onto the property that uh, was my father-in-law's property before I field dress it. Because I didn't want to leave a gut pile on someone else's property. You know, I just don't feel great about that. And man, was it hard dragging this thing at full weight. Even that short distance through the swamp, across the stream, and up the hill. But I got it taken care of. Tagged out. Got this thing taken care of. Eventually, I, I tried to get a hold of somebody with a truck, but didn't have any any success. So I, I got my big tarp out that I always keep in the trunk of my car. And I was able to, to put that tarp down. It's like a 20 by 20 tarp and fit this thing into the trunk of my little compact, uh, uh, my little compact car. And I didn't think, I was wondering, could I fit a deer in the trunk of this car on the tarp? And that was the day to test it. So I got it in there. It fit actually with room to spare and got that thing to the processor and I got the meat back and put it in the freezer today. So pretty excited about it. Used up all three tags for the first time ever. And, uh, you know, it was a great day. It's been a great couple of days since then. But I wanted to key in on five specific tips, five tactics, five things that help make this hunt effective that can help you make your uh, mid-season, post-season, late-season hunt successful, especially getting, getting that last tag taken care of, helping you tag out. So five tips. These are going to be quick. Number one, you got to be mindful of the wind and your surroundings. You know, the, I picked the stand I was going to hunt that day because of the wind. I figured there were going to be people to the right of me on the property over, but because the wind was blowing from me to them, I figured, you know what? No deer was going to come from that direction anyway with this crosswind. So I'm actually relatively in the clear for that. And uh, I thought, all right, that'll work out. But what happened, and this is where the surroundings come in. I did not anticipate those people upwind from me. We're going to be outside doing yard work all morning. And once I finally connected the dots on that, that's when I decided to move. That's when I decided to change up tactics because I realized, you know what? Once I figured that out, it didn't take me long to say, I need to get up. I need to try something else because sitting here is not going to be the best plan right now. So you're going to be mindful of the wind and then mindful of your surroundings. Next one, use other hunters to your advantage. If you see other hunters, if you think other hunters are going to be in an area, use them to your advantage. On this day, there's going to be a lot of hunters in the woods. I knew that. So I knew where they were going to be on the other property to the right of me. So I set up in a place to use that to my advantage, thinking if anything, they might push some deer to me. Now that almost happened, but it didn't. But where I didn't set up, where I told you my trail cam was in my tree stand, I didn't set up there because that trail cam hasn't had a picture of a deer in like four weeks. And I thought, well, that spot's going to be dead. Lo and behold, that was the hot spot today. 
And the reason it was the hot spot was because there's all these hunters in the woods. And deer got pushed there by other hunters, by hunting pressure, and there was no one there. Now, I could have been there and I could have shot them as they came into that spot. But I didn't, I didn't think that through. Otherwise, I might have set up on that side because that's what happened. Hunters on surrounding properties pushed those deer there. And then that's where they ended up. And they were in a spot they hadn't been when there was no hunting pressure. But because this is you know, an area where there's a number of properties around that people do hunt, hunting pressure moved the deer. So you got to think to yourself, you know, if you're hunting in archery season, you're the only one in the woods. It's a different game than when you're hunting during rifle season and there's hunters everywhere. Now you can use those hunters everywhere and think, oh no, hunting pressure, my odds are down. You know, the chances are worse. Everybody else is shooting the deer. Or you could think about how do you use those hunters to your advantage? Where might you set up because there are other hunters that might push deer to you? Number three. Always be ready. Always, always, always. I'm going to do a whole episode on this, I think, down the road a little bit. But always be ready. When I sit in the blind or in the tree stand uh, or I'm walking, my rifle or crossbow is always shouldered. It is always shouldered, hand on the forearm, hand by the trigger, always. All I have to do is lift it and shoot it. I do not need to work the action. I do not need to pick it up. I don't need to to do any additional movement. I mean, literally, the barrel is going to be down at an angle. And all I've got to do is raise it a few degrees and take the shot. And I have learned again and again that opportunities can be split second. If the rifle's over your shoulder, if it's laying on the ground, if it's propped up against something, if your hands aren't in the spots they need to be to shoot it, If you need to find the right shoulder position with a heavy puffy coat on, you could lose your opportunity or you could make some noise that'll scare the game. And I have lost too much, too many opportunities. I've had too many animals leave and run away because I had the gun on my shoulder or it was in my hands, but my hands were not in the shooting position and I could not bring it to bear in time. So on this hunt, I was walking down that hill with the rifle shouldered just a few degrees below shooting position, aimed at the ground for safety, and then as soon as I saw that deer, I stopped and that rifle came up. And it it just did not have to go far. It did not create a bunch of movement. It didn't create noise. It was just right there. And I was ready for the shot, and as soon as I had it, I mean, it were two seconds that deer stepped out and there were two, it stood there for two seconds until I pulled the trigger. And the only reason I didn't pull it faster was because I was in my mind debating how far back should I shoot. Should I shoot at the shoulder or just behind the shoulder? With a crossbow, I trained myself to shoot just behind the shoulder. Uh, but with a rifle, it's sometimes better to shoot straight through the shoulder because then they, you, you, you hamper their ability to run. You can do more damage. But in my mind, I'm having this split-second debate of, am I going to ruin more meat if I shoot through the shoulder? Am I going to ruin shoulder meat? And uh, that may have almost cost me the shot. I, I had two seconds, and eventually I just I aimed at the crossbow position behind the shoulder and pulled the trigger, and there it went. Number four, be mindful of deer habits. Be mindful of deer habits. 
Some places are good in the mornings because they're near bedding areas. Deer are coming back to their bedding areas. Some places are good in the evenings because they're near food sources. Deer are coming out for an evening feed. So the place that I, I, I set up in the morning was near bedding area, hoping I would catch deer coming back to their bedding area. And I didn't that day, but I have shot a deer there earlier this season doing that exact thing. And the, the tree stand where I didn't set up, but where I shot the deer on foot is near a food source. Deer usually come out into a, a clearing, into a field right next to that to eat in the evening. And I have shot deer uh, in that scenario as well from that stand in years past. So you got to be mindful. Not every spot is created equal. I've never shot a deer from that stand, that tree stand in the morning before. And I've never shot a deer from that hunting blind in the evening. Although, to be fair, I've never hunted there in the evening because I know it's a good morning spot. But you got to be mindful of their habits and then mindful of how other hunters affect those habits. And then number five, shh, be quiet. Quiet is absolutely critical. You got to be quiet. Noise is one of the biggest things. If you're in a tree, you can get away with a lot of movement if it's slow. If you're in a hunting blind, you can get away with ridiculous amount of movement. But if you make noise in either location, you seriously uh, uh, hamper your chances. I might have had a chance at one or two deer that maybe I made some noise in the hunting blind and didn't realize, and they were extra cautious because they, they could smell other hunters around or they just been shot at and chased by bucks for the last month. And I might have scared them off, especially being on the ground, especially being within five or 10 feet. You know, any noise at all can do it. So you really need to be careful on noise. Your gear has to be quiet. And that day I was testing a new coat that was not quiet. And I'm still wondering if that cost me some earlier opportunities in the morning. And I learned I cannot use that coat for deer hunting because it's too loud. But you gotta be quiet. You can, you'd be surprised that you can get away with movement-wise as long as they're not looking right at you if you're in a tree or in a blind. But any move or any sound is going to alert them, especially in rifle season, especially late season, any sound is going to do it. So just to recap, be mindful of the wind in your surroundings. Use other hunters to your advantage. Always be ready. Be mindful of deer habits for morning and evening and be quiet. Don't make noise. Silence is golden in the deer woods, especially in the late season. There's less going on. There's less animals. There's less cover. And deer are used to being chased both by hunters. And even if there are no hunters, does are used to being chased by bucks. And there can be skittish this time of year regardless. They can just be fed up. So those are five tips to helping you tag out, helping you take all of your deer. They're finishing the season strong. So get out there. Hope this is helpful to you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Check out more information. Check out other episodes. We've got a lot of stuff on this subject. And uh, please send us some feedback. Send me a comment. Send me a question on the website. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what you're up to, what's going on. We'd love to know if this is helpful for you. And we'd love to answer your questions, either via email or on future episodes would love to, to be able to respond to your questions and do more about that. So until next time, God bless you guys. I appreciate you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>